0: not let your focus get hijacked. What's going on, friends? So recently we did a survey with everyone on our YouTube channel, on our Instagram, and what we found was like a lot of people wanted to know about energy how to optimize hormones and energy i wanted to put together a video to explain how i manage that right now i probably have never been as busy in my life as i am at the current moment kind of boggles my mind just how insanely busy and how much there is that i need to accomplish and one of the most important things that i've known especially with my priority of putting on more muscle and getting more vital is managing my energy because if i don't have good energy i am completely i'm just i'm floored if i don't have energy i am just it's a long day and it's not a very comfortable very fun day especially when I want to make sure that I'm also getting the results that I want from the gym and the working out and all the activities that I'm doing so in this video I'm gonna talk about energy I'm gonna talk about my routine and really peel back the curtain and show you how I would go through my day I've done days of eating in the past but I've never really fully dialed in I've always changed it up a bit and so we're gonna talk about what I do the first thing that you absolutely need to do when you optimize your energy on the carnivore diet is think about the night before a lot of what happens starting your day out has to do with how well you've recovered how well you've rested if you're staying up late if you're eating late the night before it's going to bleed directly into that next day so when you think about your day and how much vitality and how much energy and focus you have you really have to think about the night before you cannot let this go you cannot be careless with your day prior because it's going to directly impact you and you're gonna feel the pain of it. Uh, I was working on my server on Sunday for my business and I had to relocate it and it was a big project and fortunately I had some help, but even when I have help, it's still typically, these types of things can last 20, 24 hours in terms of the all day work that's required and I can't stop because I have 60 plus employees that rely on the technology that we have and so in the position that I'm in right now where I don't have someone who can do what I'm doing because I've architected that, that piece of equipment and I just really haven't found the right hire to help me with the process, I have to pull long shifts from time to time. And I feel it, it's, it's a painful sort of recovery, if you will, the next couple of days going into the week. But the way I generally break my day, day down and focus, again, on really being optimized and dialed in is I typically wake up around 7 or 7.30 in the morning. For me, if I wake up earlier, then I have to get to bed earlier. And most of the time I'm getting to bed around 10 to 11 p.m. and I'm trying to get to bed around 10.15. And I usually get to bed and I'm in bed lights out by about 10 30. Now, if I'm not as physically active, if I'm not lifting as heavy, demanding more of my body, then I can do less overall core sleep. But In general, for most days, I like to get outside, play sports, throw a frisbee, go running, go walking, do some heavy lifting during the week to build muscle mass and strength. I'm going to need a good solid night's rest to recover. So I typically wake up between 7 and 7.30. The first thing I do when I wake up is I go outside. I walk out on my balcony, I get some natural light from the sky, from the sun. Looking at the light or having light just kind of reach your skin and your face, from the sun or from the sky, even when it's overcast, is going to help trigger and and jumpstart your circadian rhythm so you can kind of move that. I try to move my body around, I'll rotate my shoulders, I'll rotate my neck, I'll kind of do some some overhangs on my hamstrings, I'll I'll kind of maybe do some upward facing dog, some downward facing dog, I'll just move around for, for a minute or two and just get my body moving. That moves the lymphatic fluid, it gets your body kind of flushing through the systems that give you all the immune protection and, and allow you to just kind of wake your body up. I'll also bounce on a rebounder trampoline. It's just a small three foot diameter trampoline that I have on my balcony and that again, kind of moves my whole body, gets me flowing, allows me to sort of wake up, if you will. I'll drink water. Typically I drink Mountain Valley spring water and I have some salt that I add to it to just get minerals in my body and to get myself. And I'll typically drink about a third to half a liter of water when I wake up. Now here's the trick. The biggest thing when you start your day is to not let your focus get hijacked. So many people start their day and they think about all the things that are going on in the world, they think about all the things that they have no control over, almost no control over, and they jump to that. They turn on their phone, they start looking at other people's agendas, they start looking at messages, having these things dictate to them where their focus goes and where their energy flows. I do not do that. My phone is off. And I always sit down and meditate. I have a meditation pillow. I'll sit there and I'll do some meditation. And I typically meditate for 10 minutes. Meditation has changed my life. It's allowed me to sleep deeper. I directly notice that I'll sleep much deeper when I meditate in the morning, the night later. It also allows me to have more controlled focus with my mind. I can think more clearly. I have less undercurrent of stress and just distraction and overall buzz going on because I'm just clearly focused and I've got that mindfulness that I'm meditating and kind of cultivating. If you've never meditated, just sit down in silence, close your eyes, and practice relaxing your body. The big trick with meditation, in my experience, is that you want to do a scan of your body. So when you sit down, before you've checked any of your messages or gotten any sort of thing about thought about day, you just wanna take that time to give yourself that mindfulness while you're consciously waking up and while you're awake, and do a body scan. Just imagine going through each of your body's muscles, a lot of times in the eyes you carry attention, in the jaw, and you just wanna kinda of go there with your attention and your focus, and imagine kind of relaxing those consciously, and you will get relaxed. It takes about 90 seconds usually for me to scan and kinda of go through that, and then I'll follow my breath, and I'll just count my breath, and I'll go in one, out two, In Three out four, and I'll just kind of repeat that process on one to ten counts for ten minutes when I'm done I'll open my eyes I'll kind of take a breath stretch a little bit and I will get started the next thing I do is I review my goals again I still have not checked my phone. I've not looked at the media I generally don't look at the news in the first part of the day. I look at my goals the most important news for me is the priorities that I have in my life to accomplish the biggest goals so I spend a moment to look at a dashboard that I've created that is on my computer, that has my goals. I also write them in my journal every night before I go to bed, but I review them in the morning and then I review my task list and my calendar. Now I prioritize my tasks based on what I can do by myself and what is most important, and I focus on the calendar and I look at and put everything in order there. I know we're talking about energy here, but it's really important when you think about your energy, about directing your focus And then channeling your energy into the most meaningful things that are in your life because if you are constantly spreading energy in low amounts of focus into different things like social media and the the news and and just other people's agendas with their messages, you are going to lose all of that precious focus and energy you have. Basically the only thing you have in life that you can actually direct and use to channel and change your life for what you want it to be. I use two free tools, Asana and Trello. Trello I use as a sort of Con task list, shows my to-do list, what I'm gonna do, what I'm waiting on, and what I've done, as well as some things that are maybe further down on my maybe section. And then, depending on what I've been doing, for example, on Sunday night I had to pull a late shift and I was done working around five in the morning and I worked all day, then I may take Alpha Brain and I typically take two capsules, that's one serving size, and Alpha Brain is subtle, but I notice that it gives me a bit of a kick. Kinda gives me a bit of a kick. It's not caffeine, and it definitely doesn't affect my sleep in a negative way from what I've seen, but it does have a few things in here I wish it didn't have, but the main thing it has, it has uh, some B6, it has some tyrosine and theanine, and the tyrosine kinda gives you the dopamine precursors to have energy and and motivation and focus. And the theanine kind of takes the edge off of anything that would make you feel anxious. So it kind of adds a little bit of a blend there. They've also got some other things in here like cat's claw and tooth club moss, and L-leucine, just a little bit of that. But I'll take this and I've been playing around and experimenting with shroom tech, which is cordyceps, which are known to kind of give energy and it has B12 in here um, for that. So I definitely notice that there's a bit more of an energy and mental focus when I take those. The last thing I'll do, and I know I'm kinda going off the the grid here in terms of being carnivore, is I've been experimenting with snus, or snooze, however you wanna pronounce it. This is just uh, tobacco from Sweden in pouches, and you stick it in your lip, and it gives you a bit of a nicotine kick. And I got a lot of this stuff from following people like Aubrey Marcus and On It brand because here in Austin. Um, I've had the pleasure of, exp- of hanging out with some of these guys and just kind of seeing the benefits of some of these in terms of the no tropic effects. And I think that in general, these things help. I typically cycle on and off, so I don't always take alpha brain. I'll take two capsules most days, five days a week. Then on the weekends when I don't have as much of a work day, I'll take maybe one or I won't even take a capsule again, just to kind of like give my body a reset opportunity. I think it's important from hormone balance and energy balance to have breakfast I used to do one meal a day for me it didn't work well i lost a lot of weight i got super lean and i think maybe if you're metabolically dysfunctional you're losing weight you want to consider fasting more and eating less calories but for me i'm actually struggling to eat enough protein enough calories to build the muscle mass and so i need a breakfast i focus on a fat heavy breakfast so i take all the whites off the egg yolks i just eat the egg yolks because they're about 75 percent fat I do raw beef suet, or raw beef fat trimmings, and that adds a good fat macro to my meal, and then I'll do some, some roast, some sort of chuck roast, shoulder roast, tri-tip tenderloin, something that's like reasonably priced it's grass-fed beef that um, I can eat as a sort of like protein meat to add to the breakfast. I keep my breakfast fairly fat heavy, so probably 80% fat. I will add an organ, usually kidney is the most common, three to four days a week, and then liver probably twice a week. I'll have three to four ounces of liver, and then kidney, I'll have three to four ounces those three or four days a week that I have it. This, of course, is around 9.30 or 10 in the morning. I've been awake for a few hours at this point, a couple hours, and I've already kind of gone through my morning routine with reviewing the goals, setting my priorities, and done an hour, hour and a half, two hours of work before I go to breakfast. After breakfast, I'll do a snooze. I find that the tobacco, nicotine, really kind of feels good and and works well for me when I have a meal in my stomach. And I'll do another hour and a half to two hours of work, focused work at that point. Around 12.30, I go for a sun break. And I typically try to get out, solar noon here in Austin right now, it's June, pretty much at the summer solstice coming up, is around 1.15, 1.30. And so I typically get out a little bit before then and get sun. I'll go in my shorts, on my pool deck, and I wear a hat. I will bring my earbuds, my earbuds and I usually have phone calls midday, my, my calls for my teens are around two central, so sometimes I'll be getting out at two, sometimes I have a call at noon or at 11 a.m. Whenever it is kind of in the morning, I try to take those calls outside without a shirt and just wear a hat and then just do my headphones and do the call outside. I'm pretty tan right now. The sun is pretty strong. The the UV index here is around 11 or 10, which is at the top of the scale. So I don't need to be out in the sun that much, especially when it's clear. I'll stay out for a half hour, 45 minutes, get some vitamin D. I'll try to rotate from my front to my backside or my sides and kind of just evenly tan myself while I'm out on the sun. So after that I'll do a smoothie and mainly I do that because I wanna build muscle mass and I'm trying to add a bit more protein to my diet. Lately I've been trying out this beef protein isolate. Now I'm not a big fan of the flavoring which is chocolate cause there's a lot of oxalates in chocolate. I do eat an eggshell or two with this to kind of help bind to the oxalates. But as far as the protein goes, it's highly bioavailable. I don't notice bloating, I feel pretty good on it. And so it's been kind of my move. If you're gonna do whey, which is another pretty effective source of protein, you could do uh, Naked Brand. I've, I've played around with Naked Brand grass-fed whey, and it's pretty good. They have a vanilla that's pretty, pretty tame in terms of what's in the actual protein itself. But that smoothie will set me up. I can then have some protein. I typically do one and a half scoops, which is around 35, 40 grams of, of protein. Now, if you do like more than that, I find that I get gut issues and it's just my body can't process that much protein at one time and it's kind of overkill. So I find that you know 30 grams, 35, 40 grams is about what I need at 155, 160 pounds. You may be able to do more. I'll probably get back to a little bit more work, but then I will start to kind of prep for my afternoon workout. At that point, I'm gonna do carb preloading if it's a heavy day. So if I'm doing lifting, um, I typically lift heavy three days a week and I focus again on chest and shoulders on Mondays and then Thursdays. So I get two days off in between the lifts and then I do legs, which is legs and back on either Tuesday or Wednesday. Other days I'll do frisbee throwing and running. I'll be out of the park, just kind of kicking a soccer ball around. I might go for a walk, something maybe not as intense in terms of loading my body and the muscles. So when I do that, I'll typically preload with carbohydrates and I typically do a tablespoon, maybe a little bit more Of Local honey, and I'll do that around 30 minutes before my lift. There is some anecdotal evidence and feedback from people that Honey from local bees in the local area with pollen can help with allergies Personally, I don't have huge issues with allergies So I can't speak to the benefits there But I do notice that I don't get any gut issues that I feel relatively good and I am looking at getting a CGM so I can track my glucose to see if it spikes, to see if it's elevated for longer periods of time. The other thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna add ketones exogenously. So these are beta-hydroxybutyrate salts to my water while I'm working out. I'll be drinking a little bit of this before and then during the workout. It's just another source of energy. My body is metabolically flexible so I'm, I'm mostly in keto most of the day. And then when I add these carbs, it gives me some energy for my system to utilize when I'm burning and kind of getting to that Heavier loading phase in my workouts. And so I tend to kind of utilize the carbs to give myself more energy. Now, you may slip out of ketosis. It's very likely that I will be out of ketosis because I've just consumed 30 to 40 grams of carbs. I did 30, you know, I did one tablespoon 30 minutes before and then one right before the workout when I start. And so there's going to be some carbs in my system that's probably going to knock me out of ketosis, but I'm going right into a workout and I go quickly back. To ketosis afterwards because I'm metabolically fit and my body fat is lower. After that, I typically do an egg scramble. So the eggs, the egg whites, I save for my breakfast because I want those are mainly protein. I will make like a scrambled egg with those egg whites, and then that'll be kind of like my post-workout protein, if you will, that I'll have right away. And then I might jump in the sauna, my red light sauna. I might um, just get back to work if there's a lot going on and start working and then I'll have my dinner. For dinner, I try to have my last meal by 7 p.m. I don't like eating after seven. I have found pretty consistent data in my sleep scores and in my recovery index that shows that if I eat meals after seven, if I'm trying to go to bed at 10, 30, 11, even if I go to bed later, like say one or two for whatever reason, my quality of sleep really suffers. And so I generally try to stay away from eating meals after 7 p.m. And my last meal is tend to be a little bit more protein heavy, more meat, less fat, less uh, egg yolks, types things like that, but just more of the steak and, and stuff like that to kind of just pile on the protein that my body needs to use to rebuild the muscles that I've just broken down. After I give myself 15, 20 minutes to digest, typically we'll drink sparkling water like this, Mountain Valley spring water. I like the sparkling aspect. It just feels, um, kind of adds a little bit of flavor to the water and makes it kind of like a soda or something without really having to drink a soda. And for me here in Austin, the sunset is, is hitting around nine now, so it's it's actually getting pretty late. And so I will um, usually don't even need my blue blockers because most of the time I'm I'm back home by the time that I want to wind down. But if I'm not home by nine or I'm, I'm out somewhere where there's a lot of artificial light, I'll throw on the, uh, the blue blockers and I will rock these to kind of allow my body to know, hey, the sun is down, that the environment is no longer having sunlight so that my body knows to start, start producing melatonin to allow me to recover to kind of allow me to go back into that process i typically aim to go to bed around 10. that's pretty pretty difficult with a flexible social life in my experience with most of my friends they like to stay out till midnight 12 31. i probably need to get new friends but even my family members when i'm hanging out with them we don't go to bed before 10 30 or 11 usually and so During the week, I try to really hunker down and focus on keeping my schedule and my sleep really tight and then realizing that during the weekends and when I'm doing things that are more social, my sleep is probably gonna suffer a bit because I'm just gonna be up later and that's just kind of the reality of of being in society and having a social life. So I try to balance that by wearing blue blockers when I stay up a little later and just being mindful of not getting too, too late. Once I get past about 11.15, to getting lights out, then I really start to feel the next day. Now, everyone's body's different. Some people function just fine. I've found for me, it's really not optimal if I stay out past 11, and I usually need about an hour of just kind of solitude or just calm down, wind down time to take a hot shower to kind of relax and just calm down so I can go to bed with ease. Two other tools that I use for sleep, I often don't take anything for sleep, but lately, my friend Barton here in Austin has a company called Upgraded Formulas, and they make what's called nano magnesium. This is supposedly almost entirely bioavailable, and it's a magnesium supplement where you can take it and it creates calm, deeper sleep. And I've been testing this, and I have noticed that I sleep quite a bit deeper. So I'm gonna keep reporting on this and sharing my experience with this. The other product that I've had good experience with is New Mood, and this is a product, again, by Onit, and it has vitamin D, niacin, B6, magnesium, but it's magnesium biglycinate, so it's not a nano-magnesium. And then it has valerian root, tryptophan, and 5-HTP. So this will calm you down, it will allow you to go to sleep more. If I am up super late, let's say I'm up till like two or three in the morning, I've kind of missed that first window, my circadian rhythm works, and so I will even consider taking like 300 micrograms of melatonin and I don't think it's too harmful to take melatonin every now and then when your schedule's like that. The reason I work out Monday through Thursday heavy is because Friday, Saturday and sometimes Sunday, I have more of a propensity to be off my sleep schedule and I want to get my heavy lifting and workout and recovery and early to bed during those days so I can give my body adequate recovery. If I'm working out on a Friday night and then I stay up until two or three. I wake up on Saturday, I am destroyed. But if I work out heavy on like a Thursday or Wednesday and I go to bed at 10, 10 30, I can wake up on Thursday or Friday and I still feel relatively good. And then Friday, Saturday, I can still go out later. And because I don't have the physical stress that my body needs to recover from, that's been induced from working out intensely my body doesn't need quite as much of that deep sleep that you get earlier in the sleep cycle usually and so i'm able to kind of manage my energy that way so i hope this was helpful i know with life there's all kinds of variances and everyone has different people in their lives you might have a spouse who likes to stay up super late they might get up super early but you stay up late and so there's all these fluctuations so you know the big things is try to find the right sweet spot for your sleep One thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna be building a cold plunge and I'm gonna be actually probably working with a guy who wrote a whole book and runs a big Facebook group here in Austin on the topic. So I'm gonna put a video out detailing my experience of that. I'm gonna be taking a chest freezer, putting it on my deck here, because cold therapy has been a game changer in my quality of sleep and recovery. And I want to build something and invest in that for my health and I think it's very valuable. But I think as long as you keep these tips in mind and you find what works for you, you can modify these things. And I hope that you've got some value out of this and maybe this gives you some inspiration to kinda figure out how to dial in what works for you. Again, I'm not perfect. I try to kinda stay as ancestral and consistent as possible, but given where the world's at with what I have going on with other businesses and and the demands and things like that, I don't always get to go to bed as early as I want and I don't always get to stick to my routine. I typically never eat out, I never deviate from my food and I typically try to stay just on water. I don't like caffeine because it stays in my system. Even though I'm not a slow metabolizer of caffeine, I find that it affects my sleep quality. But nicotine has a much shorter half-life and I find that I can get a nice boost. And with the right snooze, you can kind of get a nice little energy kick without having to worry about it affecting your sleep quality, at least something I haven't personally experienced. So thank you so much for watching. I know this is a little bit of a different video. I think it's pretty valuable to share this stuff though, because it's, been years in the making to kind of figure out what works well for me. And I think for a lot of people, I'm trying to engineer a process and share the best way you can do it for yourself. If you're new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. If you're an existing person, thank you so much for all your support. Hit that like button and please comment below on topics that you would love to hear about in the near future. I'm gonna be working with my production team to make a documentary, a mini documentary in super high quality on regenerative farming at Rome Ranch here in Austin. They're a bison farm that does regenerative farming. We're gonna be talking about force of nature meats with them, their supply chain, how we can get more regenerative farming and high quality food into the hands of people. I'm going to be building a cold plunge in my apartment here, talking about that. If you have other topics around biohack, no tropics, optimization, fitness, please comment below. Let me know what you wanna see and we'll, uh, we'll make it a part of the schedule for future productions. Until next time, let's get optimized.